Hello, everybody. My name is Emmanuel Williams, and I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, religion, and history collide as we unapologetically discuss <clears throat> our worldview. Excuse me, I got a little something in my throat, a little sickness, a little walking pneumonia, lightweight, early onset, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to be all right. I'll clear my, if I clear my throat a few too, too many times, Hello. I apologize. But uh, but yeah, man, um, I want to welcome y'all back. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, this week, I'm just going to jump into it. And this week, I'm flying solo. You know what I mean? It's my first monologue since the first episode. So um, the reason why I'm doing this solo is that this is one of the core ideas um, that I have with the podcast and one of the reasons why I'm doing this um, and I, I do want to have this discussion eventually and there there will be many discussions on this um, with other folks other dialogues but this is something that I just need to have a monologue for just get my ideas out so I can lay the groundwork for the basis of the discussion and so whoever I'm speaking with, you know, they'll know where I'm coming from. And it's also honestly it's just going to help me clear my, my thoughts and just get get in that frame of reference um, by me fleshing it out and and talking about it. So this week I want to dig into. Guess what? Race. <laughs> um, and we probably like all oh, race. Everybody talks about race, but whatever. So tired of it. It's the same old discussion. Um, but, you know, with me being a black man living in a very white city in Portland, Oregon, um, or just, you know, just being a minority, whatever. When you hear a minority talk about race, you typically are going to go into the direction of I'm going to tell you white people, <laughs> you know, what's what's going on. I'm going to educate you, you know, but. This is not necessarily that type of race discussion that I want to have. I mean, it's it's truly for everybody. Um, and what I want to dig into, the angle that I want to take is racial classification. So, and I'll just, I'll jump right into it. Um, so, like I said, I alluded to this in the first episode you know, I wanted to, I said that I want to eventually you know, get people to know that, you know, black people are not black and white people are not white. Um, so let me try to unpack this as best as I can. It's going to take me a long time as far as like a few different episodes, a few different swings at it to really get this right. I have it in my head. It makes sense to me in my head. But then when I start talking, it just it doesn't come out, I don't think, as clearly as I think. It should be, but let me just, let me do it. See, this is what I do. I just kind of talk in circles before I even get to it. So, so what I'm trying to say is race is not real. I think some of us know, or maybe, maybe you don't, but especially in America, race is a social construct. Uh, it's been constructed. I mean, race is is a fairly new, fairly modern idea. Um, it really goes back maybe, I don't know, uh, from what I've read, maybe only five or 600 years, you know, the idea of race 
not the idea of culture, not the idea of nationality, you know, of, of a nation of people, but actual race, like actual classification just based upon characteristics, just based upon the color of your skin, something as simple as that, you know, um, so basically what I want to get at, man, and what I want to say is race is not biological. It's not a biological or scientific concept. You know, it's it's basically a, a lived experience. It's a socio-political construct like this is, you know, like I said, socially, like politically, as far as in America you know, who's going to have access to land and, and wealth and who's going to be an owner and who's going to be a slave. You know, it's, you know, that's it's kind of it's kind of raised side by side, you know. So but there was, you know, when you when you go back to, you know, the formation of America and the settlers and them being slave owners and whatnot. You had these scientists that were coming to these conclusions these scientific so-called scientific conclusions about race but it was just all bias you know i mean when it comes to racial typology um it race race doesn't explain human variation like there is no line there's no line of demarcation as far as where race ends where one race ends and another race begins um, you know, human variation is so infrequent or just so there's, there's no harmony within human variation. You know, one trait doesn't predict another, you know, um, knowing someone's alleged race truly does not tell you too much about that individual. You know, you can stereotype them and and categorize them as whatever you want to categorize them, but it really doesn't tell you about the individual. Um, so in our, in our species, as far as homo sapiens, like we haven't even been around long enough to even develop into different subspecies. Like we're all the same. We're all the same species. Like we only go back 150 to 200,000 years ago. We all came from, what's generally uh, agreed upon we all came from eastern africa you know in the eastern african region um like ethiopia you know so or just uh, or the middle east just in that area you know so it's just like in america i feel like if we ascribe to race there's always going to be racism race begets racism you can't say, oh, you know, we're going to strive for racial harmony and racial unity. You're you're striving for something that is based on a fallacy. Race is not real. It's not biological. It's not scientific. It's arbitrary. And it's a means of control. It's a means of classification. Why did so? Why did why did they why do we even start race? Like what, you know, what brought that about? You know, part of it was, you know, back in the 1600s when, before Africans were even brought to America, you had, you know, indentured servants, and some of us may remember this. I know in some 
you may have been taught this in social studies back in middle school or high school, or may, maybe you haven't. I vaguely remember, but indentured indentured servants were obviously they were white people. You know, they were people from Europe that came over and worked and they had their contracts. Some of them and, and they were worked pretty hard, maybe not as hard as slaves, but uh, African slaves, but they were worked pretty hard. Um, and a lot of them, not even, you know, not a lot of them would even survive to fulfill their contract to then get their freedom and then, you know, get that quote unquote American dream, have, you know, own land passed down in an inheritance to their children, all that type of stuff. Um, but when it, when it came to, you know, those indentured servants, they weren't as efficient. They weren't really, if, you know, as efficient as the owners wanted them to be. And then when they started outliving their contracts um, or just demanding more when they were coming from England or wherever they come from, Ireland, wherever they came from, um, you know, it just wasn't as advantageous to the owners to be able to do that, to pay them whatever they paid them. Um, and then, you know, when they outlive their contract and they want this quote unquote severance package and they want they want some land, they want some they want some cattle like they want a piece of the pie. Uh, for their service and in return for their service so that's when you blink and, and so you so then that's when they started all right we're going to run out of europeans we're going to run out of this workforce there whatever so now they go to they go to africa and there's the transatlantic slave trade and so they're bringing over this endless supply of africans because there's so many uh and they were good workers they were naturally good farmers very smart very intelligent they knew how to till the land and till the soil and do all that stuff um, that they needed to do uh, in the Bahamas or in Brazil or in America, wherever they were at, wherever these uh, colonies were, were being set up. So you bring them over. So you had Africans and these indentured servants working side by side and they were getting along. They were, they were just all together. They were, they were the lower class. And so then there, there, there's a, a few different re rebellions that happen where you got Africans and these indentured servants working together to try to overthrow the government and overthrow whoever was in power. Um, and so that's when you start having these classifications of, all right, so it's not just about whoever's rich and whoever, you know, got here first to be able to bring these servants over. They're the ones that are going to have land and have an inheritance and this, that, and the other. So like, if you're white, if you're, you know, European of European descent, you have the right to own land. But if you're of African descent, you have no rights to own land whatsoever. Um, and so, so basically if you're black, it's, it's a wrap. And it's, and it's just so, it's like, so that's created like, all right, and why, why is it that blacks can't have it, but the whites can't? Well, these Africans, they're inhumane. They're, they're subhuman. They're savages. You know, they, they say the same thing about Indians, you know, the, the Native Americans. Oh, they're, they're, they're savages. They, they need to be civilized, you know. And so there's all these there's all there's all this rationalization of, of why we have to create this race of black and white. Like black, what, black is just a color. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a real it's not a real net. Like you don't go an African doesn't come over from Africa. If you ask them what they are, who they are. They're going to tell you about their family, their family name. They're going to tell you about what country they came from. Well, not even necessarily what country, like what tribe, like what nation they're a part of. But ain't no African and 
1600, 1700, say, oh, yeah, I'm a black man. They don't say that. In Africa, there's no need to call yourself black when everybody is the same color. You know, it's, you don't, you don't, dis there's no distinguishing of people by color. It's about which, who you are as far as your tribe, your family, all of that type of stuff. So, so all this black and white, that's just a construct that rose with slavery. So, so with that, so you got that going on with, with slavery and that rising up and, you know, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance going on. It's just like, all right, how, how do these people who their whole pursuit of life is, is freedom, you know, and they have this, you know, what, what, what do they say? Um, we hold these truths to be self-evident that God created men equal. So you have this radical declaration of freedom alongside this radical declaration of this slavery is this is a just thing. You have these free Europeans and these enslaved, indefinitely enslaved Africans. You have these two people side by side and the Europeans look at the Africans and see no contradiction. Why don't they see a contradiction? Because they've been told that the that the black race is inferior. And and they believed it wholeheartedly. They didn't even question. It was OK. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like when it when it became a common sense thing, that that's just the way things are. And that's what it is. Then they have accepted this lie of race that they that they thought was scientific and thought was biological. But it really isn't. And so here you have this idea starting to live itself out in, in so many ways in society. Um, so just think about going back to when they they had, a you know, the classification of a race back in the South. And, um, you know, it you could be you could be black in one state and white in another state in the same country. I mean, that's how arbitrary race was back in the day. I mean, one, one state will say, well, if you are one eighth African descent, you're considered black. So what does that mean? You have no rights. You can't vote. Uh, you will not be free and you cannot own land. It's not happening. And then you can cross state lines and they say, uh, well, you could be one eighth, but if you're one sixteenth black or one sixteenth African ancestry, you're considered black. Can't own land, can't be free. Uh, you will be indefinitely a slave. Uh, or if you even if even if you do get your freedom, you can you can never own land. You'll have no inheritance. You won't be able to accumulate wealth. Um, and then there was other states like you might go from Tennessee to Alabama, and it's like well. In Alabama, if you got one drop of black blood, and I don't know if this was the Alabama rule, but basically in whatever state, if you have one drop of black blood, you were considered black and you have no rights, can't vote, can't own land. You might just be a slave, you and your children and your grandchildren and every generation thereafter, as far as what they say at that time, you're going to be a slave indefinitely. So 
that right there is just a little foundation, just a, a little bit of research that I've been doing um, over the past few months to a year. Uh, what I've just been coming to the real realization when it comes to race and, you know, how it how it came to be what it is and trying to figure out why does it play out in society the way that it does you know obviously there's some there's laws it's 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 um systemic can't say that word systemic things as far as what's going on in, in culture and society and how it plays out but um i always wanted to get back like to what like can we can we really get away from this like is there any way to get away from racism i mean even if and, and it's it's tough i feel like it may just be the most futile effort ever because um even if we declassify race you know as a as you know as a means of, of classification if we abolish race as a means of classification um the effects of racism will still linger you know the discrimination the hate in people's heart you can't abolish that you know only god can do that or death <laughs> uh, but you know so is it so is there anything that we can do and i feel like the beginning of doing something about it is like on a ma i think on a, on a macro level uh, there's always going to be some type of discrimination, whether it's if, if it's not race, then, you know, people are going to discriminate over family or age or in almost kind of like what race is trying to do, you know, discriminate over, you know, your your origin. Um, but I feel like in, in America, because they just so simplify everything down at least primarily black and white obviously everything else is more like uh and ancestry whether it's mexican you know you're from mexico obviously uh if you're russian or not that's not even a race though so if you're uh freaking uh what is it like indian from india you know all that, all that type of stuff so that makes sense because it's your place of origin um but black you know that that term should never be used by a white person and even we as black people i don't think we should use it just as a as a means on a micro level to move away from accepting that racial categorization even though they're still probably going to treat us the same way and still have those same beliefs what if we moved away from that classification, that categorization, that name that they gave us? Oh, you're black. You know, you, you could be the fairest of skin. You could be, you know, you could have a white mom and your dad is half black, but you're still considered black. Why? And then you got these kids out here and people out here confused about their identity of self because they're trying to wrap their identity up in this color and this notion of race which is a fallacy which is 
not biological or scientific. It's just a classification that somebody gave people that they hated, you know, and we're trying to assimilate to it and embrace it and celebrate it. But don't celebrate the color itself. Just celebrate who you are as an individual. You know, uh, and it's but it, it, and it's one of those things where, you know, and I'm not and I'm and I'm not saying I'll never use the word myself because it's so hard. Everything is ingrained in in society and culture in America. You know, black is beautiful. Like, I, you know, it's that's that's what we have. To, we 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 do. We make do with what we have and we make the most of it. You know, they call us niggers. We say nigga. We use it as a term of, of, of endearment. Now, white people can't call us niggas. It's not happening. And I, I feel like we should treat the term black the same way. Um, but it's so hard because there's so much pride or so much endearment behind it. And we don't we as black people, African-Americans or wherever you're from, uh, those of African descent, we don't see it as a negative thing. But I think we should let other people know that you can't do that. You can't call me that. You got to You got to call me by who I am. You know, um, we, you, you got to I feel like we, we got to make it hard on them, you know. But it'll be hard for us, <laughs> you know, because so I said, well, well, what do you want me to call you? Well, you can call me by my name, um, you know, and. If you want to classify who I am by where I'm from, you know, I'm a I'm a man of, of African descent. You know, uh, I'm an African-American. If you want to if you want to say that, you know, but uh, man, it's just it's it's tough. And honestly, the more I, I talk about it, it's almost just like, ah, is it worth it? <laughs> you know, like, is there anything that will ever come of this? You know, me sharing this. And my idea about this, but I hope that it does, you know, I hope that it takes root in some form or fashion. Um, and one of the reasons why I feel like now was a good time to bring it up was, you know, on the, the Kendrick Lamar album, the new album, his uh, his track called Yah, I think it's track number three. Uh, and he talks about, you know, I'm an Israelite. Don't call me black no more. That's just a color that ain't facts no more. You know, so when he said that, I was like, ha ha, yes, like he gets it. Now, I'm not on that tip as far as black Hebrew Israelite and all of that. Like, I'm still learning about that, but I definitely don't ascribe to that. But I know that, you know, that that sense of belief is out there and, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully I can get somebody on here that is a black Hebrew Israelite that can break that down to me, break that down to us, because um, I kind of understand it a little bit but i would like someone to break it down for me in depth so anybody out there that is black black hebrew israelite that knows someone that is man please hit me up uh, emmanuel since 85 on instagram uh, or at the socks and sandals page on instagram sxsndls man hit us up so but yeah when when kendrick said that i was like all right i think now is a good time because i was telling uh i was telling mondo i was like bro like the reason why I'm doing this now, because he he knows about this. I've been telling him about this for a minute. He was just like, bro, so why are you why are you hopping on now? I was like, well, well, Kendrick said it. And so now people won't think I'm crazy. <laughs> Even though I did kind of allude to it in my first episode, but people won't think I'm just spouting off some stuff that makes no absolute sense. So because Kendrick is famous, 
um, and he's, you know, the best rapper in the world. That's right. I said it. He's the best rapper in the world. People will listen to that and they'll they'll give credence to it, you know. And so I'm not trying to ride the wave because it it's already an original thought. But now that that's out there in another medium, now I can come in and say it and people won't reject it so quickly. Um, so, yeah, he said, once again, call me an Israelite. I ain't black no more. Um, that's just a color that ain't facts no more. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I'm not black. I, I feel the same way, Kendrick. I feel you, bro. If, if you listening to which I know you're probably not, but if somebody personally knows Kendrick, man, tell him that Emmanuel Williams from the socks and sandals podcast, man, he feels you. I'm there. I'm right there with you, bro. You know what I mean? So, um, at the, at the end of the day, you know, what, what, what can we do? Um, we can try our best to redefine ourselves and not let this old system from the you know 1600s or 1700s to to still define us as who we are you know uh i'm i'm not a color you know i'm i'm much more than that and you're not a color and your color isn't the best color <laughs> you know what i mean so um so you know the with with all the things that are going on in society, you know, and it's you just over the years, there's always been this. Oh, you know, we need to we need racial harmony and racial equality. But like I said, man, race is not real. It's not biological. It was just set up as a system of hierarchy where white is at the top. White is right. And everything else is wrong. So when you try to do racial, like the, the basis of race has never been about an equal playing field. So to me, when people play the racial harmony, racial equality game, to me, it just it just reminds me of the of the Febreze. Like you, you guys remember the Febreze commercials where, you know, you got somebody sitting in some like busted, abandoned warehouse on a dirty couch and they just had some dogs on there and some some rats walking around and you know what I mean? And then they but they they spray Febreze on it. And you got these people blindfolded and they're sitting down it's like, oh, yeah, this, this is a nice here. I know it smells really good in here. Right? Blah, blah, blah. And then they take then they take off the blindfold. You look around and they're like, what the hell? Like, where am I at? Like, this is this couch is filthy. Like everything around there is dirty, sitting on a dirty carpet. Uh, you know, or, or the other commercials, the boy in his room and little little Billy, let's say, and his mom is in there like, oh, my God, Billy, your room is it's just filthy in here. Oh, my God. It's, you know, you got dirty socks and dirty drawers just all over the bed, you know, hanging off a globe. You got clothes on the mirror. It's just crazy. His, his room is stupid, dirty. And he, they just spray some Febreze on it. And so that, you know what I mean? That's, and that's basically what, what people are trying to do, in my opinion, when they're talking about racial harmony or racial equality. You just spraying Febreze on a whole bunch of trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you take off the blindfold, it's still trash. You know, like racism, race, the, the social construct of race is still trash. Don't throw Febreze on it and talk about some racial equality or racial harmony. We have to destroy we have to deconstruct race, destroy and rebuild, like my boy Jesse would say. So, yeah, man, that's my take on racial classification. There will be many more. 
talks about this. Um, I don't know. I probably won't do another dialogue on this. Like I said, it just feels weird me talking just by myself into this mic about this. I got to have some dialogue. So uh, I'm going to bring somebody else on with me next time. And we're going to go deeper into this. And um, I did a little little post on Facebook, Instagram. And uh, nobody thinks it can be done. But I believe, man, I believe that maybe 20, 30, 50 years from now, we can just totally destroy the classification of race if we're intentional about it. I think there's incremental progress that can be made. Maybe Kendrick Lamar will be the person to start that movement. I don't know. I don't know. He might. Maybe it might be me. Maybe Kendrick might hear this, man. Kendrick, dude, I'm, I'm putting this out there in, in, in the universe, man. It's, it's probably going to hit you, you know, and, and then we're going to connect and we're going to make, make miracles happen. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I want y'all to, to, to tell a friend, have a conversation, you know, talk to your parents, talk to your friends, talk to your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, talk to them about this, man. And, and uh, maybe maybe they might have some some answers, some solutions, or maybe I'm the only one and everyone else is just like, nope, can't happen. It'll never happen. America is built on that. You would have to destroy America to be able to totally destroy the way that we classify each other and, and relate to each other and talk and refer to each other, you know, so <sighs> so exhausting, but I love it at the same time. And uh, obviously you guys are still listening 29, 30 minutes in, you know that I'm pretty passionate about this and I think about it a lot. So yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for listening in. Um, tune in next week for more socks and sandals. Once again, hit me up on Instagram, my personal page, Emmanuel since 85, um, the socks and sandals page, uh, S X S N D L S. Hit me up on Twitter, S X S N D L S. All right. Peace. Hello, baby.